Hey folks, JR, back for another episode of Echoes of Shannon Street Case File. It's going to be episode 83, Press Conference Part 7. This will probably be the final installment. There might be one more. I'm looking through some of it. And folks, the reason we're doing this is I want us to be able to compare what uh, the director's telling the public and the press and what we know to be the truth according to the investigation. Not that we don't trust the director and the police department, but it is nice to be able to double check their work. All right, folks, let's get into this uh, part of the press conference and see if the media is asking questions that uh, are relevant. Question, so you think somebody, one of the ones who left, took some weapons with them, or at least a weapon? It is very possible that some weapons left. During the course of the negotiation period, we were never able to determine we were receiving contradictory information. Well, not really contradictory. We had a number of people, or some people, were telling us, yes, there were, there are other weapons in the house. These people are hunters, so they have shotguns, they have rifles. But also, during that period of time, we had other people that had been in the house say, well, I've never seen them there. So at the time we made entry, we did not know what we were facing. We do think there was a very strong possibility that other weapons did leave the house. Question. In concluding that your officers acted correctly on the initial contact and also on the sweep through the residence by members of the tax squad, what more could have been done? What will you do differently in the future in a situation like this? I have relived those hours many times. I don't know of a thing we could have done differently. I, I do, Mr. Director. I don't know of a thing the officers that responded could have done differently. They went to this address in response to a call from a... Folks, I don't know if you remember, but earlier in the the series, I believe I just discussed an alleged interaction between some officers and Director Holt. Now, according to the officers, they were pleading with the director to let us go in and save Bobby Hester. And allegedly, the director told them, well, if you'd have done your job when you first got here, I wouldn't have to do what I've got to do now or something to that effect. In other words, the director's saying, well, if y'all would have taken care of your business and went in there and got Bobby, I wouldn't have to make the decisions I'm going to have to make or follow the orders that I'm going to have to follow. Anyways, just something to keep in mind. Citizen. They had no idea that there was any negotiation, any resentment against them. They were sent there by the dispatcher to investigate a complaint, and based on their statement, which is corroborated by the statements of people in the house, they were assaulted by the occupants of the house, by 14 of them. And from that point on, the matter was out of our hands. Did you officers... 
Did your officers ask people in the house to surrender, or did they ask them to throw down their weapons upon entering? Answer, no. On the assault? Yes, sir. Answer, no, sir. We had spent 30 hours trying to get the people to talk to us, to surrender, to cooperate, all of which had been totally futile. And at that particular point in time, and I've discussed the thought process that went into the decision to assault, I think we were, for the benefit of everyone concerned, our people going in the house, plus the officer that was still there. It was absolutely essential that the maneuver be accomplished as rapidly as possible. Do you, be- do you still believe your presumption that all seven people in the house were participants? There's no question in my mind. We know that at the very outset. Half of the group left. And the director's got a point that seven people left, so that tells you they were not stalwart, dedicated members of this organization, this cult. And the six that stayed with Lindbergh obviously were. So their actions, not only in staying in the house, their refusal to surrender, but also the fact they... They were in there while Bobby Hester's being beaten to death. That would imply their consent to what's going on. They could have ran out of the house any time they wanted. They also could have surrendered when the attack unit came in. But they didn't. So I, I think the director is accurate in that point there. Officer Swill was shot with his own revolver. Is that right? That's correct. So the only guns that you know of that were actually in the house that you have positive information about were the two officers' revolvers? That's correct. Now, you say seven people left, and you also said that perhaps some guns left the house. Well, leaving the scene of the crime and taking a gun with it, I assume it is a criminal act. Is anybody going to be charged with anything, or has anybody been charged with anything? That is still under investigation. During the last few hours, we heard a report that the police were set up, that this whole thing was a setup, that the officers were there responding to a call. From what you've told us, does it appear to you that they were actually set up, or did this whole thing perhaps evolved from a misunderstanding on the part of Sanders, who became outraged when the officers arrived. Any evidence would indicate that there was a plan, a group plan. I think from listening to the tapes we've played here, particularly the one that Mr. and then it's cut off, I don't know if that's Mr. Sanders or not, Mr. Coleman probably, made from the dispatcher, I think is a very evident from the voice in the background that the person was extremely agitated. He was cursing. He wanted the officers out there right then, which indicates to us that at least in his mind, if not in the minds of all the other people, they were going to punish the officers for what they perceived to be an insult. Well, he's, he's accurate. director's accurate in that Lindbergh Sanders was upset. Uh, as y'all already know, I do not believe it was a setup. It, there was not a plan to attack the police. I think that just 
evolved from Lindbergh Sanders being a mental consumer and he just exploded and plus the fact what we already discussed in in the earlier episodes you remember talked about the fact that the uh, when the officers grabbed Lindbergh and took him outside that's what set off the other members did the seven who left the house take Officer Hester's weapons? We heard that report. We have not been able to find any indication. As a matter of fact, Sanders, and then that answer's cut off. Is it reasonable to assume that as you two have learned late that these guns exchanged hands during the chaos? I think it is reasonable to assume we listened as the people could have taken would would certainly permit the one is injured the one who dropped i don't know why they I, I i don't know if their recording device on the commercial appeal didn't pick up what the director was saying or what just to clarify how many victims do you believe had guns in their hands when they were shot by the police we know that this one had a gun in his hand. We know this one had a gun in his hand. And this one, is that right? And he must be turning around asking somebody on the stage. The director was asking somebody a question. Three of the seven had guns. Question. And then there's no answer. What discussion did you have to the capture Considerable discussion. Just prior to the assault, I went over and met with the TAC commanders, with the people in the TAC unit, and it was discussed in detail as to how they would be brought out, where they were to be taken for immediate search and security, and how they were to be transported. Okay, so those questions have to deal with if they would have taken any of the suspects alive. From here... We spent 15 minutes, I guess, discussing, and this was just prior to the assault. The man who is in custody, what is he accused of doing? I know what the charges say, but what about suspects? I think I answered that. 24 rounds. 24 rounds is what they started with. And of all those came from police officers. I think that they started off with 24 rounds of police ammunition. Is that correct? 24 rounds they started with. Now, when he's, when you hear the director during an answer asking a question, what it is, he's turning around asking either one of the chiefs or captain of the TAC unit or anyways, he's seeking verification on what he's saying. How many were expected? All 24? We recovered 12 expended hulls. Director, at the beginning of the news conference, you said you believe there were 25 members of this cult here in Memphis. What is happening with the remaining members, and have you talked with all these people? No, we haven't talked with all of them, and beyond their involvement in a criminal incident, we are restricted by federal consent decree from accumulating any intelligence information on an organization of, of that sort. 
it's something I would like to ask our city attorneys to review to see if it is possible to modify in any way. But the prohibition on the department at this point is absolutely against accumulating any domestic intelligence information. And folks, if you're not familiar with that, the city of Memphis had to sign a consent decree back in the late 70s it had to do with their intelligence unit that Memphis had. They were very good, but they also were involved in some activities that uh, the federal government decided were just a little little on the extreme, or at least the federal government thought so. So that decree was signed by the city of Memphis saying that they would not collect information on on groups, organizations. Are they considered a threat regardless of their beliefs until they are thought to be involved in actual criminal activity? We are forbidden from accumulating or investigating this type of organization. Let's get this verified one last time. There were 12 rounds shot by the victims, fired by the victims in this case. How many were fired by the police officers? About 80 rounds. How many weapons, how many officers participated in the assault, and what weapons did they use? By the way, on that other question, folks, of course, we went over that, so we know that that 80 rounds is, is about right. That's right in the ball game. So the director is being pretty straight up with what the investigation showed. Okay, now regarding this question about how many weapons, I gave you the names of the officers, and that's all of them. There were six officers, four M16s, and two shotguns. Director, has the police department reinstituted the stop and search on the street practice as a precaution? Answer, I beg your pardon. And, of course, he's asking about stop and frisk, uh, which is came from the, the uh, Terry uh, stop, the Supreme Court case that allowed the police to to be able to stop someone and pat them down for weapons if they're being observed doing something that appears to be criminal in nature. I, I don't know I don't know if the police department ever stopped doing that for a while, which would be absolutely ludicrous, but anyways, that's what that question's about. Question the stop and search practice. Has it been reinstated by the police department on the street as a result of this? Answer, no, we haven't modified our normal policies or procedures. They're, in effect, pretty well prescribed by law. Uh, you did modify your policies and procedures when it comes to a hostage situation, Mr. Director. There's no new precautions being instituted by the police department? No. Director, what about the death threats that have been coming in supposedly since shortly after 3 o'clock Thursday morning? Do you think that's part of the other people in the cult, or do you think that's completely separate? It would be speculation. I'm not sure I understand. You're talking about other threats? Yes, I understand that a number of death threats have been coming into the police department. It would be speculation. I personally wouldn't think there are any connection. Do you have anything that's really relevant to the matter at hand and not speculation? Oh, well, the director's getting testy. Director, there 
were several black community leaders who offered to assist to try to negotiate with these people. However, as far as I know, they were not used. Was that considered? Oh, yes, I'm glad you brought that up. We had a number of people, the neighbors, relatives, leaders from the black community offering assistance, and we would have utilized any or all of those if we had been able to establish any sort of contact. The tapes you heard were just the, well, you heard them for yourself. You understand they were, weren't conversations. They were ravings of an incensed person so had we been able to establish dialogue, yes. What about the psychiatrist? We talked to a psychiatrist. Question. He offered his help, I understand. We had hundreds of, hundreds of offers of help, and we would gladly, as a matter of fact, we did get several people on the phone with him. At one point, we got... Mac, who is a stepbrother, on the phone with him, unproductive. We got George on the phone, who had every reason to believe was probably the person that Sanders most respected on the phone with him. Both were short conversations terminated by Sanders, both totally unproductive. Director, since this was an incident that never occurred before, is the police department thinking about establishing a policy when another officer is taken hostage, I'm not going to comment on what we might do. And see, folks, let me get back to this. First, let me go back up to the, the question about the psychiatrist. The, the psychiatrist <clears throat> declined uh, his help. He didn't mind giving them information, but he wasn't dumb enough to say, yeah, he would talk to him because if he got involved in negotiations of psychiatrist and the organization he worked for could have been liable to have been sued, too, if something went wrong. Though the chances psychiatrists could have talked Sanders down would have been probably pretty minimal. Now, this part about the policy about an officer being taken hostage, it, it you have a policy dealing with a hostage being taken. It doesn't matter who the hostage is. There's not a special set of rules for a police officer as opposed to a civilian. Now, what happened here, it's obvious that there was because you, 11 months earlier at St. Jude, they followed policy. They went in when the hostages were under threat of being harmed, and they killed the hostage taker. In this case here, they went 30 hours and let Hester get beaten to death, and they didn't do anything, probably but mainly because he was a police officer. So, no, how about if we just follow a policy that's already there which says we're going to follow these guidelines no matter who the hostage is. That's what I, I can't get over. It, they're separating the two, and there's no difference. Bobby Hester was a hostage, and he should have been treated as such. And if he had been, then the TAC unit would have went in there within 90 minutes. Okay. Nothing my rambling. But are you looking into it? I mean, might there be a policy established? I can't say there won't be, but I certainly can't say there will. Why wasn't police intelligence able to pick up on what was going on there? 
Weren't there any rumblings in the neighborhood that something odd was going on in that house? Prior to, prior to this, as I explained a minute ago, we are forbidden to accumulate or acquire any information on this type of organization or group. It, folks, it, it wouldn't have done any good. I, I mean, just because you hear of a group that thinks the world's coming to an end, <clears throat> that would have helped in regards to they could have tagged that location to let officers know if they get a call there that the person inside is a mental consumer and that he has followers that believe the world's coming to an end. But the officers that went to that house should have already known Lindbergh Sanders. Swill worked up there for years, or at least a year. Bobby Hester had worked there. Other officers, they knew that location. Okay, what about individuals? How about individuals? Individuals, we are forbidden. To the best of your knowledge, had police been called to that address before for anything? I have no idea. Also, now you've made mention that Mr. Henley would be charged. He has been charged. Right, okay. Now, T.C. Smith got out and there were no charges placed. Why not? Should we respond to that? still under investigation. All right, again, the director turned around, and more than likely since they're talking about the investigation, the director probably turned to ask that question of the, the chief over investigative services. Was it your decision to make the assault? I may have missed that. I stated that several times. You know, as director of the police division, certainly is my responsibility but as I also stated, I had 250 years of police experience here backing me up. Now, weren't, they weren't backing you up, Mr. Director. They were giving you an alibi. We're not doing the right thing. This term, cult, has been used rather frequently and loosely. Are you convinced that this is a formal religious organization? I mean, why are you using the term cult, sir? I think they had answered that on the front end. Their beliefs would fit the definition of the word cult. But I answered on the front, and as far as we know, there's no connection or affiliation. Anyways, that, folks, you can call them a cult or don't call them a cult. I, I don't know why that really matters one way or the other to what happened or what went on. I... I wouldn't think of them as a cult per se, not not what I consider a cult, but I mean, again, it doesn't really matter whether you call them a cult or not. All right, folks, that's going to wrap up this episode. Like I say, we may do one more episode on the, on the press conference and then go on back to the follow-up investigation. Let me look through there and see if there's some other stuff. I... I just mainly want to get out in the open whether the director was providing accurate information or not. I think that's the, I think that's the big key. I'll see if the police department's being straight up, at least regarding what the investigation showed. Anyways, enough about that. Folks, I do appreciate y'all. We will get back in a few days, get another episode in. And until then, I'll see you down the road. Oh,